Welcome to Alphabet Fly, a psychopedic Marvel journey where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with guests we talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper and with me today is someone who is legally distinct from Wonder Woman, Brianne. That's true. I can vouch for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, today we're going to be talking about uh, Power Princess. Ooh. Who is, um, she's part of the Squadron Supreme, which was a, you know, a, a pastiche on... Well, on Justice League, mm-hmm. and I feel like uh, I feel like they're pretty good pastiche. Like they've, I don't know, read Squadron Supreme. Don't read it in one sitting though, because it's a bummer. I haven't read Squadron Supreme. I have a visual of what they look like just from context of of knowing Marvel, and visually they do read like a like a Justice League you ordered on Wish kind of thing. Like they like there's a I think it's called like the something i forget but there's but there's also that uh they also had a pastiche on the avengers on dc but like they kind of got lost in time like the squad is still around because they're actually yeah. written pretty well and they and even though i say legally distinct like they are actual fully formed characters that yes like, you know yeah but also i would just you know read the maxi event squadron supreme it's like real good it's like it was like, it was technically superhero deconstruction comic before Watchmen, but Watchmen came out, like, just a little <laughs> bit after it. But just no, but, a, yeah. Yeah, Mark Grinwald's, like, magnum opus, and it's just like, because, uh, if you don't know much about Mark Grinwald, um, he was company man, he worked for Marvel, and he stayed for Marvel, like, he even wrote the original official handbook of Marvel Universe. Well, he didn't write it, but, like, he was the head person Helped compile, of it. yeah. Compile and whatnot. Um, he was a big continuity buff, all that stuff. But the thing is, he loved DC, like, so much. So like, he was doing his best DC at Marvel. Yeah, so basically he was given a chance to do a crisis, basically, like, a crisis story. And he did it. He did it the Marvel way, though. Yeah. And it works. It works really well. And it's very well done. Um, it's it's like the whole, like, uh, fascism can come from uh, good intentions type thing uh story relatable yeah i know it's weird yeah Um, yeah but uh yeah there's it's good reach Squadron supreme power princess and it is i'm gonna say a little sus just like everyone else (laughs) yeah let's just say she's trying to gaslight someone who was in a coma for a while at the dating oh yeah Ooh, no it was no no way did squadron supreme is good yeah but she uh she's a gaslight gatekeep girl boss I think she tried to gaslight the other version of him who clearly did only viewed her as a friend. No, it was it was real messy. Like, I felt like they tried to downplay it. Like, it's way worse with today's connotations. There's so many things in older comics where they happen and they treat it so casually. And I'm like, Kana, which is like the Zatanna, Zatanna mm-hmm. one, uh, villain. She straight up brainwashed her husband. And they play that off as it was. It's a one-off like joke thing. Like you know, sometimes you have to make them do what you want. She she brainwashed a man into having like the villain purple man. <laughs> yeah, she brainwashed a man to not only love her unconditionally but have multiple children with her. Oh, 
like it's messed up. Like, oh, okay. And they play okay. it as like a side thing. And I'm yeah, just, yeah. By by the way, also she's a terrible person who's been holding his human being hostage for years. So yeah, like like she said, like oh, I ve- like at first I had to make him love me, but you know, eventually he kind of you know I didn't have to, and uh, you know Stockholm syndrome set in, and he's <laughs> I stopped having to. Speaking of, let's talk. Let's talking about a, a, a girl boss here. Uh, but uh, but here is yes, legally right. distinct. Yes, Wonder uh, Woman. Yes, that's not a. Is that an invisible shield? Yes, it's invisible. See, it's shield. An, an invisible shield, not a plane. Yeah. Also, she's also very tall and comes from a place called Utopia that happens to also have. All women and all women uh, and advanced technology and uh, you know they're practically immortal. You know it's you know it's- uh, nothing at all like uh, like an Amazon, yeah, whatsoever because it's legally distinct. It's called Utopia. Also, I just realized her name is Zarda, which sounds a lot like Barda. Yeah, From big Barda, big Barda, yeah. tall, Ooh, yeah. tall, muscly lady. Uh, Big Zarda, legally yeah. distinct from Big Barda. But again, she's her own character. But again, I just just <laughs> does remembered she, her. Does she have? Does she have a? Does Zarda have a husband called like Scott Forty Nine Ninety Nine? Oh, she does have a husband <laughs> that she married in the forties, though. That that she is found. he an escape artist? <sighs> well, let's 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 get into it a little bit, but. But yeah, we have, um, but yeah, her name is Zarda. She's a former missionary of the Utopians, now an adventure and crime fighter. She's, everyone knows who she is. Wait, missionary? Missionary, like, yeah. So she's she like, was, have you heard the good word of an island filled only with women? Have you heard the good word of, I don't know, not being whatever the hell you guys are? You're really messing it up. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, um. She was a Sydney Utopian uh, Isles, now honorary citizen of the United States with no criminal record. Oh, um, good to know. <laughs> she only ruled the world for a little bit, but so, you know, that doesn't, you know, that doesn't have anything to do with it. But, um, and uh, she has no other alias. Uh, her place of birth was Utopian Isle on the Squadron Supreme's Earth, which is 712. 712, okay. 712. 714 is the Femazon's dimension. Oh, no. also legally distinct. Well, no, okay. <laughs> Let's say no, not legally distinct. Let's say Stan Lee trying his damnedest to be like feminist in like the seventies, and uh, just like face planting, like and like sliding down the like. Oh, uh, when he attempts it, when he when he would attempt it, sometimes I remember when I was working in the comic book shop, there was uh, an old romance comic, and it said written by Stan Lee, and I was, and it was oh. Like, it was, I forget, it was one of the old, like, female lead ones, and they're like, she's an it girl, she's just like you, and it was Stan Lee trying to write, like, a 19-year-old girl, and I was just like, oh no, Stan, you're trying so hard, have you ever talked to, have you ever talked to anybody, but you're trying so hard. Let's just say the Femazons sound a lot like what every, uh, what every incel thinks women are. Oh, yeah, what they think feminists are. It's, you know, they try. We do get, we do get a Thundra from it. And okay. I do like yeah. that. I do like yeah, we get I Thundra like because yeah. I, I love it. I love it when she's just like, you know what thing? You're the only thing that would be able to handle me. Let's f- 
Mm-hmm. Like, like, I love it. Mm-hmm. Love it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, she's widowed. And she, she, her only known relatives is, uh, Howard Shelton, common law husband. Okay. Now, we're gonna get into why he's dead later. Yeah. Let me tell you, not good. <laughs> I was gonna say, is, was foul play involved? Oh, so much foul play. I would say it's not even foul play, like, just direct malice okay. was applied. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was like, mm. not, not by her. Okay. By someone else who was trying to gaslight someone. It's just, there's a lot of gaslighting going on. <laughs> someone was working through some shit, writing Squadron Supreme. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, uh, so she first showed up in issue number 120, sorry, 112 uh, of the Defenders, Stranger, Strange Visitors from Another Planet in October 18... 18- 82 not 1882 1982 that'd be so weird i'm gonna send you a link to the this uh, to the cover um <clears throat> this is technically supposed to be the intro to the whole squadron supreme story that we get from the maxi event but they just strip all everything away from the the defenders and i don't know why but but you have uh a not often used, uh, not often used Fantastic Four villain, Overmind, has the mind of, like, I think 30 billion people in it. And you have, uh, the Vision. This is a weird team up. I, I don't remember say, the Vision being in. Yeah. The Vision it, Wonder. No, wait. No, they were in it briefly before they were in West Coast Avengers. I remember now. But you had the Vision, Wanda, Beast, a Doctor Strange, Silver Surfer, and Valkyrie. And gargoyle, they're just like ah, something's uh, in my mind. And, yeah, and the overmind is just like ah, I'm a big guy who has a bunch of minds. All of you have migraines now. And of course, we have a, a, like a little bit of Kirby Crackle, which is always good. Always good. Um, but uh, but yeah, this is when she first shows up. It was technically the when first time we see uh, their Earth, which is Earth seven twelve. Interesting. Um, they did not get a. They did not get any cover play, but no, no, not at all. Um, but yeah. So uh, Zarda, who became known as the United in the United States as Power Princess, was one of the Utopians, uh, an advanced genetic offsuit of humanity who lived on Utopian Isle on the other dimensional Earth of the Squadron Supreme. Um, this. The Utopians, I almost said Zootopians. Okay. Uh, the, Ut- the Utopians sent Zarda to the United States as their ambassador during World War II. Their power princess uh, joined the Godin Agency, which is a small battalion of costume champions made by the U.S. War Department, serving the Allies in the European and Agent Theater of the War. And she then fell in love with Stour Stelton, a sailor, again, legally distinct, sailor. Sailor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who she rescued? Who she had rescued from death after humanity's first use of atomic weapons and in a warfare occurred after, with the bombing of uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki at the close of World War II. The Utopians left Earth to settle on their home planet, fearing what uh, that if they remained on Earth, what that they would basically be destroyed in an eventual uh, nuclear war. Power Princess was the only Utopian to remain on Earth. They. They were right for yeah, the most part. You yeah, know. Let's, let's just let's just leave. Let's leave. I mean, they yeah. got further than some billionaire in a dick shaped, uh, in a dick shaped rocket. So I really, 
I, this is going to be a uh, well. This is actually going to be out next week. Yeah, this is going to be out next week. Um, I like that the FAA just uh, re just just redefined what an astronaut was. Yeah, like day of Bezos logic. So yeah, they can't claim to be astronauts at all. I love it. Good. Yeah, <laughs> like it's it's pretty- just the tip made it past there. Just the tip of your little dick thing. Yeah, yeah, you you uh. You you paid your way into this. You didn't yeah. do a lot of work, or or lived in Ohio, which apparently a lot of o- astronauts lived in Ohio, which just proves that Ohio is so bad you want to literally leave Earth. All right, <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of Ohioans that are astronauts. It's kind of ridiculous, uh, but yeah. So Zarda eventually became common law wife of Howard Shelton. However, since she was a utopian. And it had, like, a different genetic structure. She aged, like, far slowly. More slowly than uh, Shelton. Thus, she remained young while he was middle-aged and eventually elderly. So, uh, she was a founding member of the Golden Agency's uh, Latter-day Successor Squadron Supreme. But she was the only person to serve both the agency and the uh, squadron. Okay. So, like, yeah. Which is, you know, I guess similar to Wonder Woman, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think about Wonder Woman being in World War II, but I, she, I she technically was. She technically was. I'm thinking about it more now because I've I got those reprints of the Golden Age stuff, and I've been slowly making my way through those. So only recently I've been have I been like, oh, yeah, that was a thing. Um, but yeah, I guess reading more modern Wonder Woman, they're just like, it happened. It's not important. Here's what she's doing now. Yeah. Um, so like all squadron members except for Hyperion... Power Princess fell under the mental control of the alien Overmind, who was working in concert with the demonic entity Null, the Living Darkness. Using the squadron members as pawns, the Overmind conquered the Earth in the name of America. In the name America. Yeah. Uh, so, using the squadron members as. Well, I said that. Uh, so, Hyperion escaped to mainstream Earth, where he gained the help of a number of the native champions or defenders. Uh, returned. Uh, Hyperion returned with the Defenders, and uh, the enthralled squadron members were freed from Overmind's control. The two teams vanquished both Overmind and Null. And then, um... So, this is... Okay, this is where we end the non-problematic stuff. Oh, no. We've already so, had gaslighting. Oh, we're gonna... We're gonna get... We're gonna be getting into some uh, fascist gaslighting. Which, oh. actually, most fascism is gaslighting. It's yeah, just, most fascism it, is gaslighting. It just might be the worst flavor of gaslighting. <laughs> it's, the, yeah. it's, the, it's the most destructive on a global scale. Yeah, it's the only thing that's like close to it is MLM gaslighting. Uh, again, that's, yeah. Yeah, yeah you know. Um, but Squadron Supreme's Earth was left in political and economic ruin after the aftermath of the alien takeover. The Squadron just decided to implement the Utopian program based on large part of the principles based uh, on the society Utopia Isle but managed to attempt uh, and they were going to attempt to like cover all problems that the people of the United States faced ranging from crime hunger sickness and death they give me health care I'll consider it much like with fascism if you're just a guy on the ground it's kind of okay unless you're you know like fascism is bad but like a guy on the ground, or, like, a person on the ground, they're not going to notice too much of a difference, really. Um, now, that being said, they did do a lot of a fascism. They, they did, did a big fascism. Fi- did they do a big fascism? 
Oh, a really big fascism. Uh, yeah. Uh, they did technically fix everything except for death. But at the same time, they did a fascism. So their whole thing was, hey, if we don't fix everything in a year, like, well, you know, we'll just hand everything back. Mm, yeah, that's. Uh, I wonder who else. I wonder who else does that. You know, yeah. someone uses emergency powers to, you know, like, you know, fix things didn't, in the meantime. Didn't work. Whoops. Yeah. I guess I still need this power. Um. Uh. But yeah. So, Power Princess was one of the principal architects and advocates of the Utopian program. In order to carry out the program, the Quadrant took political control of the United States for one year. Which, by the way, the United States ruled the entire world at that time. <sighs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry we're like this, everybody. We write it in the comics, too. Yeah. Um, in order to carry out the program, oh, I said that, in protests over the violation of democratic uh, principles, Nighthawk, which was the president when he his mind was taken over, so he sent the U.S. Army, which is much larger than the, uh, the rest of the world's army, to take over. And then, uh, it's funny that President Nighthawk <laughs> isn't as ridiculous as reality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but he was also one of the founding members. He's he's not the one that gets more powerful two times as powerful. He, he's not the one who's as powerful as two men at night. He's the Batman one. Yes. And he's also still technically very bad. Yes. Uh, yes. He's just less bad. Um, uh, but yeah, basically he made the Redeemers, which was made of a bunch of villains. Um, and they had this whole thing, which we might talk about. In a moment. Okay. There's a whole thing. Where you had the, um, they had something called the B mod, which is the behavioral modification thing, which Ooh, basically not a fan, takes away not a the fan want. of that. <clears throat> oh, you shouldn't be. The first thing that they, uh, that happened with it was, uh, the golden archer took away the will of, uh, of the, uh, of the lark. I forget her, whatever. Uh, his, his on and off again girlfriend. He took away her will to not love him. Oh. Yeah. No, it gets messed up real quick. And this was right before the youngest member got killed because he was raging because his parents were dying from cancer caused by him. And he was caused promised by, by some- him. No, it's real messed up. You should read it. It's real good. And just like complex, like every it's just it's good 12 issues of comics. It um, happens at just 12 but- issues. All of this happens. <laughs> No, no, that's three issues. I just talked about the first three issues. Oh, on oh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, no, it gets a lot worse. But he made the Redeemers, which were supposed to be like villains who were supposed to be reformed after they did something to the B mod. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> over the course of the year, the squadron used the United States, ruled the United States, Hyperion's archfoe, Master Menace, banished Hyperion to another dimension. Uh. The Menace's ally. By the way, Menace is like, what if Lex Luthor, instead of bald, had too much hair? <laughs> Just imagining Lex, Lex Luthor with, like, Bob Ross hair. Yeah, well, well, I think, have we already talked about Master Menace? I don't, I don't know if we have. Okay, but but yeah, but that's basically him. Um, but basically, there's a criminal duplicate, or like a double from another dimension... The 616 dimension created by the um, Grandmaster from Inorganic Matter posed as that Hyperion. He faked uh, amnesia. And then um, while that was happening, uh, Power Princess replaced Hyperion as squadron chairman since this is alleged memory loss. That Hyperion got real horny for uh, for Power Princess. Oh. Just like, mm. uh, 
and uh, uh, he he murdered her, her husband. Oh, and then and then and then swooped in like the nice guys try to after a breakup to be like, hey, what's going on? Listen, this is oh, also really this is also one of those situations where it's a mono plot where if someone had discussed uh, polyamory, maybe maybe someone wouldn't have fucking died just have a just just have a just just bring it up just bring it up you don't have to kill anybody yeah um but you know she she thought that the uh she thought that her husband just died of old age you know she didn't know old age yeah hyperion sucked all the oxygen out of the air and then when he what after he got brain dead he just you know let the air back in so he literally sucked all the air out of the room yeah Okay, right on, right on. I bet he's fun at parties. Yeah, so so basically she started to fall in love with that Hyperion. And then but the squadron's own Hyperion like finally left the other dimensional prison and did a battle. And um he did the Superman laser eye thing so hard that he burnt his own eyeballs out. Oh. Yeah, he lobotomized the other person about the other Hyperion. And his eye he went blind. So he's technically a disabled uh, hero. That's cool. He has to wear, like, these glasses that work off of, like, uh, radar, and he can only see, like, it, and it's real messed up if he can't. Like, he can't really see anything, which makes his, most of his powers almost useless, unless he can, you know, sense them somehow. Oh, but that adds, so, that's interesting. I like that. Yeah, yeah, he's technically a disabled uh, hero. And a disabled Superman. Yeah, right yeah. on. Yeah. Too bad he's a fascist. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> Isn't that isn't yeah. that how it goes? Like, oh, this guy yeah. sounds nice. No, wait till I tell you more about him. Yeah. So, um, so she later, uh, basically, when the uh, criminal one was uh, dying, he confessed that sh- he killed Shelton, and that he did truly love her, though. But then she realized that she was actually in love with the squadron's Hyperion, and then um, she gaslighted him into marrying her. Uh, she gaslighted him into marrying her how? after multiple times saying i don't i feel like this i don't really feel like you feel like this she gaslighted him into marrying her all right yeah everyone just sucks in this book but also really well written they're all uh, pretty garbage people yeah at the end of one year squadron made uh was ready to return control of the united states to the people elected re- representatives but the nighthawks redeemers defeated the squadron in battle in squadron's uh, s- city before he himself was killed uh nighthawk convinced hyperion that the utopian project was a mistake and that he should uh that the squadron should be disbanded but um they did technically disband, but they were still loosely together. And then um, they had a, a follow-up to that story, which was a crisis on Infinite Earths. Of course, because they needed to do their DC and Marvel. Yeah, and it's really good. It's, like, really good. So, should, should yeah, read it. It's, I'm gonna add that. What if Crisis was done the Marvel way, which is more my style, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, A lot of let No. I'm not going to get into continuity. I'm not going to get into continuity stuff. I just... <sighs> Even though I like the future state stuff, like the Infinite Frontier stuff, you didn't, you didn't, you know, you didn't have to. Yeah, yeah. You Like, messing with messing with continuity that much, I kind of get like, uh, fine. <clears throat> I like this story, but did it, did it need to happen like this? 
Like, I'll read individual, I will read their maxi stories and, like, their, like, short stories. I won't read their ongoing stuff. Yeah, that's fair. Because I know it won't matter in, like, three years. Yeah, but something with, like, a beginning, middle, and end, and I know how, I know it's, this is the story I'm reading, that's fine. I can take it as one piece of thing. But the ongoings where it's, like, who knows, none of it happened. (laughs) No, no, you know. Um, That being said, like, they're doing, like, a hyper time thing again. When Mark Roy Wade was there, oh. like everything exists at the same time. Yeah. So hopefully that's something. I would rather like, that. I would rather have things saying like this one's happening. This one's happening. Do they? They're they're happening at the same time and not at the same time. Who cares? It's a good story with characters you like. Yeah, like at least Marvel has the uh, like Marvel just makes different multiverses. Yeah, like, it just has a multiverse. Like hey. You just you just shunt them over to this multiverse if you wanted them to have a different go. Thor at it. is a frog here. All right, cool. <laughs> well, technically, Thor was a yes. frog in the six one six. Also, okay, I don't want to um actually people, but okay, it's Here's not actually <laughs> it's not actually Thor Odinson, and yeah, yeah. So because I just because Throg Frog of Thunder yeah. is like legit my second favorite Marvel character. Throg, Frog of Thunder, is a completely different person. Frog Thor was a six foot tall frog. Yes. Throg, Frog of Thunder, was a was Puddlegulp, aka a uh, was a, who was formerly a human Turn- called uh, Walter Simonson. Yes, sorry, like, not Walter Simonson. No, it's Simon, Simon Walterson because they Walterson. switched around his name. Yeah. Yeah. Also, technically, he was he was black too. Yeah. So we. We technically had a black Thor, but he turned I, into a frog. We were. First. I was talking. <laughs> I was talking about Throg with the book club I I run because we were reading the uh, the Mighty Thor with uh, Jane Foster and how so many guys would come up to me thinking that I would agree, going, "It's ridiculous. They made Thor a woman, isn't it?" And I'm like, one, I don't know who you think you're talking to. Two, homie has been a frog, and y'all were delighted by that. But a woman? And we were like, no, they were okay with it, because I was a boy frog. Like, okay, okay, cool, 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 cool. So I just want people to put more respect on Podogulp's name. Exactly. You know, oh, he's been he's been through respect. a lot. Was a human. Magic turns you into a frog. You find, isn't it like, it's like a piece of... of Meowner. Meowner. Yeah, he yeah, picked up a sliver. Yeah, yeah, he picked up a sliver. Yeah, no, yeah. no. I, I do love Throg. But anyway... Yeah, Throg is, Throg is, he's literally, literally my, 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 uh, desktop wallpaper is Throg. Like, Scotty Young's Throg. Ah, uh, such a good Throg, Scotty Young does. Yeah. Also, he could, like, he's just good. He's very good. I love him Good, so good much. boy. But, but yes. That being said, we're pretty much done. Uh, she's Wonder Woman. But, but that's what she yeah, is. she's, she is, well, okay. like, one, like, Wonder Woman you got on Wish. Yeah. Now, that being said, I, we do need to like put some simping points in here. She is six eight. I am. And lay, I, am has a, I am into a, that. Two a two a two forty. I think that's a little too. It's a little too. too f- with comics, they're always like she's six foot three and one hundred and fifteen pounds, and I'm like she is not alive. No, but she should be closer to yeah, three hundred yeah. with her physique. Um, uh, she she has bl- uh, blue eyes, black hair, which is happens to be a favorite combination for me. Makes them look like ghosts. People with blue I'll, eyes. I like, I'll black like, hair. I like my shorties looking like ghosts. <laughs> Dude, I legit asked a but uh, like on a book group that I'm on. I'd be like, 
Yo, I want some books about like like people kissing ghosts. Can you find that, please? <laughs> and they delivered. Good. <laughs> so, you know, some sometimes you want to hold hands with a ghost. Who doesn't? You know. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So she's Wonder Woman. She can't fly. Can they fly? Can they go back and forth if Wonder Woman can fly like all the time? I like it when yeah. she can't fly. And she has to take the. Because you're giving her too much. Yeah. She's already yeah. She's already got a lot. Yeah, um, and also she has, like, an invisible- she can, like- actually, no, she can fly. Sorry. I was thinking of the current- the last incarnation of, uh, Power Princess and that I- ne- never mind. The previous between the last one. Sorry. The one that was in Battle Worlds to couldn't uh, fly. Ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The one that was in the Supreme Squadron, which was in that little, uh, mini-event, um, that was Heroes Reborn. Mm-hmm. Um, that was- that one couldn't fly. Um, she also has, like, a, like, a shield, like, I don't know why she has a shield. And it looks like it's an invisible, and that's with air quotes, shield, much like how invisible Wonder Woman's invisible jet is. Yeah, it's invisible, and she also throws it sometimes. Oh, okay. Which also, Wonder Woman does whatever, now, now that she, she has a sword and shield, she sometimes also throws a shield. But um, that's about it. Uh, I, you know, I think she's a definition of a of a girl boss. I guess. Yeah. You know, she goes out, kicks kicks butt, sell some essential you know. oils. Yeah, she did kind of sell the <laughs> the idea of being utopian. To the <laughs> Do you want to be your world? own boss? Do you not want to have the nine to five? <laughs> Join my utopia. Yeah. Get in my downline now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much her. Um, do you have anything else to say? No, it sounds like a like a fun book about some not great people, and uh, those are some of my favorite books. I don't even say that it's a fun book. No, it's but just like a like really a good, well like written, a, a nicely written book about kind of garbage people, which fits a lot of books that I like. Actually, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like a lot of the things I recommend. Is it fun? No. Is it an experience? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, I, uh, so what, yeah, what do you have to plug? Um, I am the writer, creator, and a voice actor on the audio drama show Today's Lucky Winner. It has been described on Reddit as a chaotic supernatural comedy, uh, Buffy for stoners, um, a lot of things. It's got sapphic romance and vampires and... Probably too many dick jokes, um, but yeah, it's a it's a fun show. Um, it's wherever you get your podcasts, and you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter um, at Lucky Winner Show. Hey, my name is Jesse. I have another podcast called um, Creepy Critters, where I talk about cryptids in somewhat lurid ways uh, with my uh, co-host Fiona. If you want to support me, uh, if you want to throw money at me you can go to patreon.com slash alphabet flight if you feel like uh just um you know making it to where we look better to other people you can go to uh your podcast your choice and rate review subscribe and all that junk or maybe tell a friend <clears throat> and, and you can also go to um at alphabet flight on twitter and instagram uh where you can see the uh pictures that people are talking about and also you know the covers and whatnot that we might talk about and um you know cool panels uh, this has been Alphabet Flight, and may Conchu protect you through all of your night travels. Good night. Mm-hmm.